1: perfect home sweet home
2: Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home it's the place that brings family and friends together it's where you're the best version of yourself Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations listings start at 200k for 1 8 ownership Picasso does all the work for you
1: It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's because your brand is different. And actually, the challenges you face in your life will be different. So you need to stop reading other people's success story. That's all I'm asking It's their success stories. Please stop trying to make their story your story because they've gotten there a different way and they've achieved their success through their own personal effort. So money making conversation, I'm asking you to step up to your game to understand your plan is for you and your committed effort should be all about you. My next guest understands committed effort. That's what she does. She publicizes everybody committed effort. And for that purpose, I'm bringing her on the show because she truly is a person who talks about everybody, but very little information about her is known. My next guest is Alonda Thomas. She serves as the Director of Public Relations at Howard University. She was recently named the 2020 Top Women in PR by PR News. She has worked at three historically black colleges and universities, including her alma mater, FAMU, and her current role at Howard University. has led the public relations strategy for a number of clients, including TV One. That's where I met her. ABC Network, CNN, Walt Disney Studios, and Fox Searchlight. First, Fox Searchlight, excuse me. She's listed as one of the top twenty-five African American PR millennials to watch in the Huffington Post. Please welcome the money-making conversation. I've said a lot of nice things about her, Miss Alonda Thomas.
3: Thank you, Sean. I appreciate you having me on the show.
1: Well, did I get enough information out about you? Did I set it up right for you?
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was like a walk down memory lane listening to all of those accolades. But I enjoyed every minute of it.
1: Memory lane is like when it's way in the past. These accolades, the accolades that I'm talking about 2020, 2019, meaning did you build a momentum in your career and it's only going to get bigger? Talk about... Let's talk about, first of all, your HBCU experience, because in 2020, we all know that for some reason it came to the forefront. A lot of large uh, donations were made to HBCU schools. It was like white America discovered it for the very first time. HBCUs exist. And you and I both know the contributions that HBCU make to the academic, to the STEM community, to the medical community, legal and Political immunity is tremendous. So talk about your influ- the influence HBCUs had on you academically and why you went there.
3: Yes. Well, I got my uh, career or my education started at Florida A&M University, which is Mm -hmm. where I had my first taste of getting into public relations. I was fortunate enough to be a student intern working in the Office of Communications there and met uh, Sharon Saunders, who really became a mentor for me and Mm -hmm. helped me learn the craft while I was studying the craft in school. Um, She is the person who also helped me get my first job out of school. I became a communication specialist under her working at North Carolina Central University and got Mm -hmm. to spend uh, almost three years uh, creating and writing every uh, press release that came out of that institution. Um, And it really just solidified for me the importance of being able to tell our own stories properly and appropriately Mm -hmm. to the media in order to use their platforms to leverage the success of an institution, to tell our stories, to make sure that the experts that are coming out of that institution doing research are known to the, to the greater public. Um, it helps to promote the uh, interest of students coming into that institution. And mm-hmm. so even though I still had an interest in getting into entertainment PR, when mm-hmm. I was asked years later by Ms. Saunders to go back um, and work for her again, but this time at Florida a University, Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely something that I just couldn't say no to. And then, of course, when the opportunity came up years later to leave TV1 and go to work at Howard University, again, it was something that I, I definitely didn't mind doing because I feel so passionately and strongly about making sure that our HBCUs, our, our precious treasures, have an opportunity to get our message out to the greater world. Why Me for you? Why, why? There's a lot
1: of schools you could have went to, but why family you?
3: Um, FAMU was a family school. My father had gone to both Bethune-Cookman and Florida A&M University Mm -hmm. and uh, I hadn't spent as much time at Florida A&M so it was still mysterious to me so when the opportunity to go to one or the other came up I said I I definitely want to go to FAMU. It's a little farther away from my hometown (laughs) in Miami, Florida Um, and I just was ready for that opportunity to branch out on my own and have my own new experiences as a young adult and it definitely it did not disappoint Um, some of the cultural experiences that I got to have there, attending the convocations and hearing from renowned speakers coming to campus. Um, Those are some of the things that uh, you experience at HBCUs that really help to shape and frame who you are as a person, understanding your identity and your background and and the uh, significance of our culture and our legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just carried with me throughout my life and the different places that I've been able to work. And Being at Howard University now, um, that continues. uh, Helping to make sure that students understand uh, the great breadth of things that we accomplish at these institutions is very important to me. And so I feel it's much of an honor to be able to do that every day, helping Mm -hmm. to tell our stories and, if possible, getting them onto national outlets so that um, everyone, whether they're uh, interested in HBCUs or thinking about places where they can donate their money, where it's gonna make a significant difference um, is very important.
1: You know, being I've been in entertainment, so PR PR agencies have always been a mainstay of my relationship with entertainment. (laughs) I run into a lot of people, young people, people who have already been established, talking about the roles of the PR company or the PR person. You are Director of Public Relations currently at Howard University. Can you help some of my listeners who are interested in going into the field of public relations? How does that? How does it work, and how can one start establishing their their feet in the business?
3: Yeah, well, I would certainly recommend um, training, um, getting that college education at a journalism school that specializes in public mm-hmm. relations, like Florida AM did, or the mm-hmm. communication school at Howard University, which is named mm-hmm. after Kathy Hughes, one of the legendary women um, in the broadcast industry is important um, because you'll get the tools there to learn how to write press releases, articles, to learn how to pitch media, to look at the news in a different way, to figure out, you know, why are they speaking to that particular person today? Did that just happen by happenstance or did somebody actually bring this person and this message to their attention? And that's what a PR person does behind the scenes is help get those stories uh, whether it's various experts in the world of vaccines right now, as everybody is being um, mm-hmm. very conscious about whether or not they should be taking that. Um, those are the things that a publicist can do to make sure that the right influencers are connected with the right media outlets in order to be able to tell a positive story.
1: Because you, you said something in your statement about the story, telling the right story, telling there's so many stories that are that with mass media, you have Fox story, Fox news story, you have the CNN story, you have the BBC story, you have the MSNBC story, and all of them seem to be leaning on a particular audience that they're trying to reach. As in your case, I'm assuming you're trying to reach the African-American audience, or you're just trying to reach a diverse audience when you do public relations for Howard University.
3: Well, I look at it as as a variety of stakeholders that we have at the institution. First and foremost, our current and existing students, um, being able to make sure that we're continuing to communicate with them throughout their matriculation because they too need to be aware of all of the great things that are happening at the institution. Prospective students, um, helping them to see profiles on our students who are doing really well, who are achieving wrangle um, fellowship opportunities um, is important for us to get out there so that they can envision themselves in those roles. And then when you look at the different schools and colleges, uh, each of those have stories that they want to tell. We are one of the only, one of four HBCUs that has a medical college. And so um, it's important for us to be able to um, emphasize the importance of black doctors. There's certainly um, not enough of them. And when you think of the fact that The majority of black doctors are coming out of four institutions across the world. It just demonstrates for you how important the role we play um, in that field and in that industry. And uh, recently we were able to come on the um, radar of a Mike Bloomberg who was Mm -hmm. able to donate to our institution. So he's going to be helping those students um, financially be able to get through college, which is extremely important.
1: Well, also internship programs and potential hiring opportunities is really what we're trying to communicate when we're talking about going to college, getting a degree, and it's such a difficult field. PR is a, it's like all fields, great opportunity for very difficult. I'll ask you this question. It is Is PR a business for the young or the experienced?
3: Well, one of the things that drew me to the field is um, I felt that I was a strong writer and a a friend of mine suggested that I try a public relations course. I actually started off school um, looking at going into broadcast journalism, Mm -hmm. Um, but I took a PR 101 course Mm -hmm. and was hooked from there because I found it interesting to be able to take the written word, put together an article that could easily be dropped into the a weekly newspaper, if necessary. Um, but using that to kind of form an opinion for people so that a journalist could take a look at that and say, you know, this is something that I definitely want to learn more about. I want to um, talk to the experts that are referenced in this press release um, and maybe do my own stories about it. And with public relations, you can do it in just about every industry that there is. So I felt like that was another way to broaden my horizons that I wouldn't be limited to one particular lane. Um, First, my my first internship in public relations was at Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami, Mm -hmm. Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. I told you about interning at the university in their office. Um, I do entertainment PR. I've done higher education PR. And at a university with all of the different schools and colleges that we represent, I end up doing PR services for all of those um, individual areas as well. So I think it's definitely still a industry that's on the rise. um, And I think students would be well suited to think about that Mm -hmm. as they look at, you know, their place um, in the industry that they want to go into. Uh, now
1: your clients have included TV One, ABC Network, uh, CNN, Walt Disney Studios, Fox Searchlight. Now you and I met at TV One. When we, were, we were met before that, but we were working on a particular show that attorney uh, Benjamin Crump and I was doing called Evidence of Innocence. Uh, and and then and then we were going back. We were email, we we LinkedIn account message, and all of a sudden you said, Rashawn, I'm headed to Howard. What opportunities did Howard present to you that you were not getting at TV One? And not saying anything was negative TV One, but Howard is one, quote, unquote, kind of considered the Harvard of HBCUs. What made that transition one that you wanted to pursue, leaving TV One to
3: go to Howard? Well, I'll tell you, it was definitely a difficult decision because working at a television network had been a dream of mine. It was all my Um, you know, uh, bored to be something that I try to accomplish in my life. And so when it finally happened and the opportunity presented (laughs) itself to be at a television network and I didn't have to go all the way back to Los Angeles in order to accomplish it, it it was definitely a dream come true. And I enjoyed every minute of working on the television shows and the films that I got to work on, including yours and Unsung. Um, You know, it's definitely an exciting place to be. So when the opportunity presented itself to come to Howard, um, for me, it was the right move to continue to matriculate in my career as a professional. Um, I would be moving from PR manager back to a director position. Um, I would have a larger team that I was going to be able to supervise. And like you said, it was Howard. So I was like, well, if it's not gonna be Florida A&M University, (laughs) Howard is definitely not too shabby of a place to go. Um, And I've enjoyed every minute of it because I look at universities kind of like small cities. Mm-hmm. Anything that could go up or down in a city can happen on a university campus. So you really get an opportunity to stretch yourself by working in this environment. The opportunities to be creative and think outside of the box in the mm-hmm. way that we promote things are endless and even something as simple as being able to promote homecoming at a Howard university, which you already know has a lot of attention and interest. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. There are ways to make sure that we're using that opportunity with thousands of alumni coming from across the country to be able to tell the messaging that we want to share. And so in 2019, we wanted to make sure that we got out the message about our Howard Forward strategic plan and ensuring people that we were constantly working on moving the university forward. And we were able to get that work um, to, Received some award recognition um, because of the campaign that we put together. So I like being able to challenge myself um, mm-hmm. to do bigger and better things. And Howard has not disappointed.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Coles has just what you need to make those traditions special.
2: T E R A I.
1: Well, I believe me, Howard is a, a significant... I grew up in Houston, Texas. So Texas Southern University, uh, third ward. I graduated from University of Houston. Used to walk down to third to Texas Southern all the time in third ward. Pre-VA, Prairie It was right down the street. So next state was Southern and Grammar. So I've always had an an HBCU affluence. Uh, uh, influence around my whole life. But why in 2020, for some reason, did HBCUs suddenly become uh, 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 a fan favorite for endowments Mm -hmm. by uh, white corporations? Can you, from a PR standpoint, can you explain to me why that happened in 2020?
3: Well, I think the um, world and the U.S. in general is going through a a reckoning right now with all of the social injustice that we're seeing, um, racial uh, conversations that need to be had. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are looking for solutions and -hmm. they realize that our HBCUs are a fitting group of leaders that need to be at the table for that. So I believe that uh, we have a lot of philanthropists who are looking for the leadership that's going to be able to help guide us. And HBCUs being that we are already training so many of uh, the nation's next black leaders mm-hmm. is a, a great place to invest those dollars so that we can continue to make sure that African-Americans can achieve a degree and go on to be successful in a variety of careers, um, as well as we need to be um, part of the solution to help um, this nation heal. Um, That's what I've been working on with uh, the Office of University Communications team to find different ways that we can um, take someone like a President Frederick and uh, allow him to use his expertise in areas that are of importance um, in this nation. So we've had him be able to talk on national television about the health crisis uh, with the coronavirus and what we're doing at our HBCUs to continue to make our students safe. He's been able to um, encourage people to participate in the vaccination process through Mm -hmm. a PSA that we put together. And as people are seeing this on television, I do believe that they want to do something to help support the work that is being done. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that we've set up different um, sites for vaccine tests, um, coronavirus testing to take place um and resources need to be pulled together to make something like that happen so we appreciate when a bank of america steps up with a million dollar grant in order to support that testing or um when a thermal fisher reaches out and says we know that testing for your students on campus is going to be very expensive and so we want to underwrite Mm -hmm. that so that you guys don't have to take that expense yourself and then a gates foundation jumps in and wants to support Thermo Fisher so that, again, that money is not something that's coming out of the university's bottom line. Because in today's day and age, we are still um, reaching out to a lot of students who are first generation in their families to go to college. Um, It's very expensive, and there's still students who really can't afford an opportunity to go to college. And HBCUs have been standing in that gap to help make those financial ends meet. Um, in order to continue to train this uh, very necessary, important generation of um, leaders who are gonna be coming out of these HBCUs. So we really applaud those who are stepping up to the table to do their part in any way possible, whether that's financially or through their resources.
1: Well, with that being said, you know, you are a PR person at Howell University. You know, we noticed that this year, unfortunately, 2020, uh, Chadwick Bozeman passed away. That's on a overall campus global perspective, the brand relationships that he's brought. He's not the only famous person from an entertainment perspective that has come from Howard University. Then on the sports side, a five-star basketball recruit enrolled into Howard University. Explain to me how you as the PR director of Howard University handled both situations. One from a charismatic global talent who passed away suddenly. I think um, the world was shocked when he passed away. And then the unbelievable statement that a five-star recruit in basketball was going to enroll at Howard University.
3: Well, Chadwick Bozeman is a has was a great friend to the university. <clears throat> in the years leading up to his unfortunate death, um, we were blessed to have him come and serve as our commencement speaker in 2018, mm-hmm. and that was part of Dr. Frederick's uh, strategic plan to be able to let our students hear from people who had been just where they had been, um, inviting alumni to come back and and tell their stories so that we can hear from them, you know, give them their roses while they're here in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were so appreciative of the fact that we had had that time with Chadwick on campus um, prior to his passing away. Um, We were not aware that he had Mm -hmm. been sick at that time, which we Mm -hmm. later found out through the news reports. And um, that day when the news broke, you know, that was definitely a all hands on board, let's jump together and make sure that we celebrate and recognize him in the way that was fitting. So um, we immediately put out um, a, uh, a notice to uh, social media to let them know that our condolences were with the family. Um, mm-hmm. A larger note to campus was distributed, um, talking about the significance of his career, his charisma, um, what he brought to the, the world. Um, through the different roles that he played and how he will truly always be remembered. Um, And still to this day, we get a lot of requests for copies of that commencement speech to be included in various shows. So we continue to um, monitor and manage those requests as they come in. With a student like McCoy Maker, um, you know, those are the kinds of moments that universities Mm -hmm. hope will happen based off of all of the work that's currently being done with the young people that we have. And so to have someone at his level be interested in coming to um, Howard University, even though he had his pick of the choice of places where he could have gone to school to play, um, is definitely um, helping us to, again, remind people of everything that we have to offer at a Howard university beyond just the sports, but the academics that clearly he was thinking about the legacy that comes out of here, um, obviously was very important to him. And we want all student athletes to consider coming to HBCUs because we do definitely have, um, the know-how and the talent and the educators to help them get to where they want to be in life outside of sport. So, uh, From an
1: athletic standpoint, you know, HBCUs have always been recognized as delivering on the sports, delivering on the entertainment from the halftime bands. Now, from an academic standpoint, I've always felt that HBCUs have not been given their just due. And that's what angers me and it angers me because i feel that you know predominantly white institutions are are basically taking credit for some of the academic successes that are happening with hbcu graduates so i can't say it's been debunked what do you in the landscape of hbcus what can we do what can we do to promote the value to success stories of hbcu so finally it's recognized and it's not like a, a surprise
3: well, I have to commend a place like Howard University and in investing in the resources that it needs to build the right team to help mm-hmm. tell that story. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because resources are thin, um, investing in your communications team is just not something that happens um, at the rate that it needs to at all of our HBCUs. So this does definitely goes back to funding. You know, of mm-hmm. course, you think of donations to a university and obviously the first and most important place to do that is into scholarships, but I would definitely implore your audience to think about making sure that they do donations that are unrestricted so that the university has options to be able Mm. to use that those resources in other ways that will still continue to support the work that they are doing. Um, Howard university has invested in its office of university communications and, and will continue to do more as the dollars become available Um, But at a lot of places, you might find that the PR team is a one or two person shop. And so it makes it really difficult to do a whole lot with a small team like that versus I'm blessed to um, when we're fully um, booked, have uh, four senior communication specialists that work under me so that we can divide people up to different schools and colleges and work on helping to spend time diving into what's stories being told here what research is being told here what students are having significant internship opportunities that we might want to profile to let other students know this is an opportunity for you when you become a student here um, and so again just that's another something for people to consider is uh, beyond just investing for the scholarship opportunities at your hbcus um, to think about those other places where unrestricted funds would be um, definitely um, Appreciated, and mm-hmm. even if you didn't go to an <laughs> HBCU, um, it doesn't mean that you can't um, invest your dollars there because we all mm-hmm. know that it's going to benefit the larger community.
1: Well, here's the fun part about my conversation because when I look at the uh, HBCUs and as we turn into 2021, you look at what happened in Georgia with Stacey Abrams, HBCU graduate, Reverend uh, Raphael Warnock. HBCU graduate and then we have to talk about the ultimate uh, HBCU graduate about to uh, make history as the vice president-elect Kamala Harris who's also a member of the uh, sorority AKAs. Talk about the impact of her Being the vice president of the United States, being a graduate of HBCU, being a graduate of Howard University, a proud graduate who talks about it, who communicates it, brings it up. Way before she was elected, she's always hung her hat proudly being a graduate of Howard University. What impact has that had on your brand?
3: Well, first and foremost, we are so proud of (laughs) VP-elect Kamala Harris. And um, it's just been such a pleasure to be this close to her transition from candidate to VP-elect on a a national ticket to now um, just days away from becoming the vice president, the first black woman, first African, well, first black first woman to ascend to that role, and Mm -hmm. um, it's been amazing. It's been amazing the amount of media attention and interest in Howard because of Mm -hmm. the fact that she um, is an alum, a very proud alum of our institution. Um, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, what it's meaning to the students, Um, particularly in a time like 2020, as it was being virtual and and being able to turn on television and see someone that looks like you in such an an impactful role. And um, like she has said herself, she won't be the last person to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But before her, there were so many people who paved the way through going to Howard University, like a Thurgood Marshall, and so many other elected officials who have transcended through Howard to go into the political arena. Um, And we're big in the arts as well. We're big in the sciences. And while you may not end up knowing every single name, having her name out there demonstrates the power of an HBCU education. So that I hope that we will be able to uh, in for good this conversation about what can an hbcu degree do for you because right. we've been doing the walk people like myself um quietly for years to come and now she's doing it in a way publicly and visibly that everybody can relate to wow
1: uh, i'm so glad you took the time to come on the show uh before we leave i talked a little bit about pr people want to be in a pr field it sounds so easy it's about relationships. As you spoke earlier, your opportunities was, were, were, were fueled by the relationship that you created. Uh, what is your career advice for aspiring young professionals that want to go into public relations?
3: Well, I would definitely suggest that you take the time to intern throughout your college yeah. uh, career and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely something that was instilled in us at Fan Use J School that it was important to intern, but not only for you to have that on your resume to check it off, but also for you to get an opportunity to experience a variety of different companies and organizations to see what's a good fit for yourself. You don't want to end up being at your senior year, and that's Mm -hmm. the first time you're going someplace to intern. If you can, intern in the middle of the fall and spring semesters. Definitely take the time to intern over the summer. These days, a lot more internships end up being paid opportunities than there were years ago when I was in school. So definitely take advantage of that. And then I would just also encourage you to follow your dreams and understand that the path from entry level to vice president or president is not always going to be a straight path, Um, but it doesn't mean that it's something that you can't accomplish. Uh, There are going to be challenges along the way. There are going to be tests that are going to happen and obstacles that's coming your way, but Mm -hmm. every test is an opportunity for testimony, so Just put your all into it, move forward, and eventually you'll have a story to tell about how you succeeded. Awesome. I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations.
1: Uh, I know that uh, you are a star behind the scenes. I hope I didn't put too much pressure with my questions, but you you tell a great story and you take a great tell the great HBCU story. And my whole thing is about pulling those diamonds and you are a diamond. You are a person that a recognized success story, a millennial, awards. You're looking like you were NBA champion back then, Super Bowl champion in your cabinet. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations, Alonda Thomas.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate
1: it. If you want to hear more interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
2: Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.